Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast where we are wrapping up a week of talks on nutrition and today is a really big one. We're going to be talking about protein and how protein affects recovery. This is a critical step in your training development. You're going to want to stick around for this one. Morning everybody. If this is the first time you are joining us, my name is Yanni Bormeister. To my left is the smartest dude I've ever met, Phil White, our resident physio. Across the table is the dumbest dude I've ever met. No, I'm kidding. It's my brother, Rad. The He's dumbest very, very PhD smart. holder in the He's room. Very smart. And behind the camera, uh, behind the mixer, is the sexiest man in the room, Richard Lillies. And uh, we are Unity Gym and the Unified Movement System and ADPT Physio. Now, quickly, before we get started, I want to ask you all a big, big, favor phil has been pouring his love and knowledge and expertise into this podcast for years now and uh he needs a little help from you now we need you to go over to adpt physio and give him a google review and yeah, if you do that we will love you a long time just type in adpt.com or adpt.physio uh, yeah. yeah yeah but if you just google ADP physio you'll find it so and that's where the google reviews live not on our website so yeah uh chuck one in there um, you know, mention that you've been listening to the podcast and that kind of thing is just really helpful for uh, us getting off the ground because that's a really exciting project now having Nilesh Murti on board who's had 10 years of, in professional sports physio and having him as a business partner to now go forward making the clinic uh, yeah better than before and um, start to put out online content for all you guys around the world. Um, yeah, it's a really exciting time. So Absolutely. And these that. guys are all about treating their clients uh, as though they would get the love that a professional athlete gets. It's one problem I've always had with physiotherapists. They treat you like a general pops and their goal is to maybe get you to take a flight of stairs safely. We want to be performing at our best, especially people tuning into this show, uh, which is very much in alignment with what we're going to talk about today, which is how nutrition starts to cross over to performance particularly recovery because exercise and I'm gonna make this very clear exercise is the only the catalyst nutrition and recovery are sorry exercise is only the stimulus I put that around the wrong way nutrition and recovery are the catalyst if you do not get your nutrition and recovery right all of the exercise in the world is just going to break you and so today we're gonna go deep into this and we're actually streaming this video live to our Facebook group that's reserved for our gym because we've got uh, a bunch of newbies joining the gym this week. It's their first week of training uh, off the back of our fast growth workshop uh, who are doing our 28 day intensive. So welcome everyone who watches this in the group. If you jump on the live stream, you can ask us questions and uh, you can ask us questions in the comments anyway and we'll get back to you about it. But let's get a discussion going. And for those people who are in the group and want to watch this live normally, where do they find it? Uh, we are going to post it still to the no, podcast. No, but if you do want to watch us every day, ask questions um, as we're doing it, then jump oh, watch yes. it via the UMS Movement Mastermind. If you're not a part of that, join in. Get yourself over there. How are you, Rad? Yeah, I'm great. Yep. Feeling good. Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling great. Training's good. En energy's good. Everything's good. Good energy in the gym with everyone in here. Oh, man, it's just yeah. awesome. You know, seeing we've got, uh, you know, all these guys doing the 28 day intensive in here. Uh, for those of you around the world, in Australia, guys means anyone. Yeah. It, means, it means men and women. <laughs> That's how we talk. Um, but we've got all these folks in the gym and they're just killing it. You know, we've, we've got a whole bunch of people that just did five from five this week. So they trained five days a week. We've got people who, I, I was speaking to one of the girls this morning, uh, Goody, who was saying that she has, uh, um, she was comparing it to F45 where she, she went just before and she's a total beginner to the gym and she goes, 
man, I was, like at F45, it was really, really hard. They just kill you every day and you just walk out feeling crap. And, you know, I feel good at the end of this week. And I just loved hearing that because that's such a big thing for us is that we want to empower people. And it doesn't matter if they're been training for 10 years or, or 10 days we want people to walk out of the gym feeling empowered and like it was a good experience not feeling like they've just been belittled and wrecked. yeah that's right yeah 100 exactly. and they can train every day and yeah. it's all about progressive overload it's about yeah. self, uh, building a platform and then building and growing from yeah. there and that the, the way to do that we know through an, an abundance yeah. of research yeah. <laughs> in which models like f45 completely defy uh, that it doesn't work well to just layer on a stupid amount of volume and intensity and mismanage load. That's what it comes down and to. And a large right? part of that is because there's not enough time for recovery. Yeah. 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 So we're into the episode. Go. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> uh, we're going to talk very specifically today about um, muscle protein synthesis, which is uh, uh, and sort of how the body... It's one of the pathways that the body recovers through. And um, I'll let Phil sort of dive in and frame what that is first, because I'm having a, a little bit of an issue with my eye. I just have to go and lubricate my eye. I've got a, a contact lens in. So Phil, why don't you take it away and just explain what muscle protein synthesis in, in the best way possible that's not too jargony, Mate, which is hard. Yeah, <laughs> right, my goal is always to keep things uh, like con complex concepts as simple as possible. That's what I'm always striving for. So if you do have any questions and things that make sense, do let me know so I can just um, you know clear things up and make it as simple as possible. But basically, uh, when you are at every every day, your your body is constantly, if you're in sort of a regular healthy state, going to be turning over the tissues in your body and also creating new tissues in your body at about an even rate. So the body's always kind of stri striving for this term called homeostasis, which is basically saying like things keep the same. Um, so the way that you adapt to stimulus, so the stimulus in this case being exercise, it's going to make you uh, fitter or stronger or, you know, more, more well, the flexibility is a slightly different sort of thing. But if you're trying to get fitter or stronger, you've got to give your body a bit of stress uh, and that stress is going to stimulate a response. So one of the responses that happens is you actually get more protein breakdown. Now that might seem, um, you know, a bit counterintuitive because you're like, hey, I'm trying to build up, why am I breaking things down? But what also happens when you um, stimulate to a, um, if you get that, like that level just right, is that you'll get um, the stimulus for protein synthesis. And so that's basically saying it's creating more protein um, or yeah, creating more, muscle fibers so when you get that balance of um, synthesis and um, breakdown sort of moving more towards synthesis then you will be putting on muscle size and strength um, if you give you that if you do that t like challenging exercise stimulus where you're getting enough sort of um, stimulus that you would get synthesis but you don't feed the synthesis then the breakdown will sort of take over and you'll slowly uh, yeah start to break down the tissue you have and therefore you won't get uh, stronger and you won't get yeah and that yep. will slowly lead to a, a, a poor outcome <laughs> yeah and in my very quickly if you really get it wrong <laughs> my personal experience with this is that I rejected this for a solid decade uh, longer longer of watching Yanni um, do his bodybuilding and he was just so fanatical about eating and getting protein in every couple of hours and for me, I just hated the idea of bodybuilding. And for that, because of what I saw Yanni doing, I kind of rejected everything that went along with it. And when I, you know, made the commitment, it was a decision, you know, you make these decisions, it's you're either gonna do the work or you're not. 
But when I made the decision that I was going to work on building muscle and getting stronger um, in my 30s, then, and I started, you know, learning enough about it and, and, and it started to make sense, the stuff that Yanni was doing, was talking to me about over all these years. When I literally just went from doing exactly what I was doing to now focusing on making sure that I got enough protein in a day to, to achieve what Phil just uh, described there, man, is that when the changes started to happen. That's when I really started to see big improvements in strength and increases in muscle mass and a change to my physique that I'd never been able to achieve before doing exactly the same thing. So if that's where you're at, if you're somebody that's listening to this and thinking, oh yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm just gonna do it this way, um, you, you just can't. It's like saying I'm gonna drive, um, you know, from Sydney to Newcastle, if you're in America, we're talking over 150 miles or so. Um, I'm gonna do that, but I'm just gonna put, uh, lighter fluid in my in my petrol tank and you know because that's cheaper than petrol and it's just not going to work you know you got to put the right fuel in the vehicle to make it drive yeah absolutely and what, a big breakthrough for me was when i started to understand a little bit about um, biology and the fact that protein and protein molecules are the building blocks for everything yeah and and then you even start rocks to are made think, of amino well, acids so. yeah you know like everything <laughs> is protein and amino acids and you start to think okay so it's it's very important that you feed your body the right thing to re to build the cells and, re and rebuild the cells that are, are breaking down and turning over uh it just sort of makes sense and i did uh i did a very sim a very similar you know i used to shun the notion that you needed additional protein uh like protein support uh, like um uh supplementation and things like that if you were exercising a lot um i just didn't really get it i did and, and i and i thought it was all just a big scam to get more money out of me for many many years and i trained to such a high level uh for about four years and didn't put on much size at all i think i may have put on a kilo or two of muscle mass which is yielding a, a terrible result for the amount of effort i was putting in and then it wasn't until i went along and heard a couple of nutritionists talk um uh um, Louise Hawley, uh, or Louise Burke, Louise sorry, Burke, uh, who John was, Hawley. who was, you know, uh, and she was the uh, Australian Olympic um, uh, head nutritionist, a dietitian, and I was starting to become exposed to that through my boxing, and uh, and then. Uh, and she just harped on about how, you know, they, they, th there was a lot of talk about the different protein supplements that they were using. And I was like, shit, man, she's just spoken for three hours and 90 minutes of it has been about protein supplements. You know, this must be something I need to pay attention yeah. to. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I actually was lucky to go down to the, um, uh, the Australian Institute of Sport with a couple of the guys that I was boxing with at one point. And when they, they had this like very basic, um, uh, cafeteria and there was three big jugs of protein pre-mixed protein powder there was a chocolate a, a vanilla and a caramel that was like 20 liters of pre-mixed pro protein yeah. i remember being at the drink. giants afl club for years and like just seeing their little uh, kitchen just off the gym where they had like protein shakes on tap it's like, yeah it's like it was literally <laughs> a protein shakes on tap and and i noticed that all of the athletes as they went in the, the you know they they got a meal which was very much cut just like 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 total macro uh, nutrient or, or arranged and there's a lot of carbohydrate there as well which is the the fuel that they're using but they practically didn't drink water they just went up and filled their cups up with protein shake you know and I was like, wow, um, okay, this is, uh, this is right next to that was also Gatorade. <laughs>
<laughs> but that you know, I just I just went okay. I need to pay attention to this, and it wasn't until I got onto starting to supplement my protein because I re- realized very quickly that it's quite expensive to get protein through your regular diet in the right amino acid profiles to to maximize muscle protein synthesis. You have to have very high bioavailable protein, which means that you know if you're eating a lot of meat, it can put a lot of stress on the digestive system. Yeah, I think it's not only like it's, it gets very expensive, but it gets really it's so inconvenient. People are like, oh, you know, why can't I just have an egg or whatever and it's like okay if you're training just before you're about to go to work and you've got to go, like have a shower get to work and then yeah. like you don't you know if you like if you think you're gonna have like a little you know eggs with the side of avocado or whatever like that's <laughs> suddenly it's becomes very a impractical a lot of meal prep like, and yeah, yeah. That's but exactly it's, not right. ju- it's not just that it, I'd like just real quickly on the eggs people say that oh, I have eggs and I say great how many do you have and they go I have two yeah. There's literally about 10, maybe 12 grams of protein in that. And even somebody that weighs about 60 kilos really yeah. requires about 25 grams of protein every three hours. Now, remember, well, I, I, just meal, wanna, yeah. I just really want to say this really quickly. I love what Yanni just said and what Phil have just said, because some people listen to this because this was me for 10 years. I was thinking, well, you, you don't need that. You can eat protein from food. So we're not talking about surviving here, we're talking about thriving. Of course you're not gonna die if you don't do this. You're gonna still live a very long, maybe not the best life as you get older because your muscles will be withered away, but we're, we're not talking about surviving, we're talking about thriving. So we're talking about how to maximize muscle protein synthesis. And if you think about what Phil just said, okay, sure, great, you eat some eggs. You actually need to eat about five eggs, not two. Are you gonna do that every day? Are you gonna, are you gonna eat five boiled mm. eggs? Are you gonna scramble? Like On that note though, this is why I wanted to stream this one directly to our, um, our, our tribe here at Unity Gym because these guys, are, they don't have a choice they're training five days a week. Mm. The moment you decide that you're gonna come in here and train five days a week, you're you're exposing your body to a stimulus that is either going to make you thrive or it's gonna break your body down over time. And so I like to, I remove that um, decision from the equation. If you're training to that extent, you have to get this right. There's, there's not a choice. It's the same as if you're a professional athlete. You have to now treat yourself like an athlete. That's what we do here. We turn driven people into athletes. And the nutrition component and the rest component, the sleep component, are two integral parts of that process. You cannot turn up to the gym five days a week and ignore this because it's gonna really either frustrate the crap out of you because you're gonna end up not being able to perform very well and you're gonna break your body down over time or you're just not gonna get any result at all. And I think just before we do dive deeper into the recovery side of things, there's a lot of people um, you know, that I've talked to in the past when it comes to um, supplementing protein, they're like, hey, I don't want to get huge. Like that's yeah. not what I'm about. Like, I, I, you know, I want to get, get stronger and train the gym, but like I really don't want to become muscly. And I think it's really important to address that. Yeah, absolutely. And start off by saying, it won't have my accident. Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. You won't just wake up and one day and be like, "Whoa!" I suddenly uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, and and, and now we're we're laughing with you, not at you. If this is someone, if this yeah. is you, because we've all discovered just how difficult it is to put on lean muscle mass, to, like sizable, tangible. Yeah. See on the scales feel in your clothes, muscle mass, you know? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is very, very difficult. And what Phil just said there is absolutely um, really important to take on. It's quite poignant. It will not happen by accident. You will have to be intentional if you want to put on muscle mass. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is keep you recovering, keep the muscle tissue regenerating, keep that symbiosis going between the cells that are being damaged and destroyed and the cells that are being rebuilt. 
Exactly. So, and, and just one point I did want to say here is that, like, even if your goal is to not put on lots of muscle size, that doesn't mean that you won't get stronger. Because if you go back on our previous episodes where we talk about, um, you know, what is strength and how does it happen? Um, a large part of gaining strength is through neural adaptation. So what's happening in the nerves. So you don't necessarily need to get massively larger muscles. But one thing that is for sure is if you don't recover well and you end up um, injuring yourself and so you're going backwards, you're not going to get stronger. So just to make it really clear, guys, like it's not about getting huge. It's about you know getting stronger and being able to um, like recover well and keep training. Forever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I I also I also like to address that um, like the idea of rejecting the idea of wanting to build muscle. It it really for most people that I've spoken to, and I've been doing this for a long time for seventeen years almost. It usually comes from a vanity perspective. It's where people don't want to look bulky and they feel that if I you know, do this weightlifting and eat protein, I'm gonna look bulky. And on the contrary, Yanni, uh, Richard and I, and Phil at times have intentionally tried to build as much muscle as possible. And being men at the right age to build muscle, we're genetically geared to put it on. And we found it very, very hard to go beyond where we are now. So if you're not in that category, if you're you know over the age of um, 45, if you're a female, it, you, you're not as genetically geared towards building muscle as us. And But the thing that you're really forgetting is that we're gonna get to a point in our lives where when you haven't prioritized building muscle and getting stronger, you're going to start noticing that the things that you take for granted now become very, very hard to do. Just things like walking up and down a flight of stairs. Like we've got members here that are in their 50s which in this day and age is not old. That's not considered very old. I mean, I'm, I'm 43 this year. I'm starting to go, wow, 50s around the corner. Um, and they talk about how when they started here that they really struggled to walk up a hill and now they find, like they talk about how they can mm. just fly up a hill. And you think about that, if you're only in your 20s, 30s or 40s, you wouldn't even think about that. You wouldn't think about, oh, I wanna be able to walk up a hill. But if you lose that ability, ooh, Yeah, yeah and moving forward further in time, just. Uh, I've spent quite a lot of time in, you know, aged care rehab hospitals in my physio study, and yeah, the largest thing, the biggest reason people were there was through broken hips, um, broken bones, where there wasn't necessarily like a disease involved. It's just that they, um, these people over time, you know, in their eighties, nineties, some people in their seventies, if it was really bad, um, had just put so little stress through their body that their bones had been like, hey, don't need to be this dense. I can just, you know, leach some of this out. Um, and their muscles had also had the same thing where it's basically, if you don't stimulate it, then it's just gonna, gonna lose. And that ends up being one of the highest causes of mortality is people ending, like breaking the hip and then usually within a year they yeah. die, which is an absolutely tragic thing. And it's so avoidable yep. um, if you get this stuff right. And the biggest thing you can do is start now. Yeah, absolutely. So, so should we move into how we do yeah. it? The yeah. one thing I do want to point out is because I do, I did have a lot of people come up to me. I had at least a handful of people come up to me after the workshop on Saturday who are intentionally here wanting to put on a little bit of muscle mass. Right. And for those people, I say this is critical for yeah. you to get. If you don't do this. If you don't get this right, then you've got Buckley's chance of putting on because the, all of the people that did come up to me are genetically skinny people. They're ectomorphs and they are people who are, are going to struggle to put on muscle mass if they don't get all of the pieces of the puzzle in place. And the nutrition is one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle for gaining muscle mass. So 
With that said, now we want to move into uh, how to actually construct a, a nutrition plan a, 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 that's going to optimize performance, recovery, and health. And we do have one or two people on the live stream, and I'd like to do this specifically for you because you have uh, taken the time to join us. So if you're on the live stream, comment, uh, write in the comments who you are, where you're from, and if you don't mind sharing your weight, if you know it, and I will give you an absolutely specific and uh, accurate measure of how much dietary protein you need so that we can start building out your meal plan. If I don't get uh, anyone chiming in, we'll just share ours and, uh, and then we can sort of go from there. So the first thing that we want to leave you with today is that now that you are training three to five days a week, you're exposing your body to a lot of stimulus that needs support through nutrition. And we've made it very clear that the dietary protein is the key element that's going to do that for you. And that getting it through whole foods is challenging at times. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but it is challenging and it can cost a lot of money because you need highly bioavailable protein sources. And uh, if you are vegetarian or vegan, then it's going to be very, very difficult because your calorie consumption is going to go up considerably just to get your protein requirements in through legumes and things like that because they are generally higher in carbohydrate. The protein quality is okay in in some of the legumes and uh, uh, but it's but it's not necessarily that easy and most high performing vegan athletes that i know do supplement protein and amino acids a lot so it's something that you will need to definitely yeah because if, if you are like going to be vegan or vegetarian doing this and it will mean that you'll just have like an as part of getting the proteins from pure whole like from just from whole food sources like you're going to then have to mean like you're gonna to have to take on a lot of carbohydrates involved in that, and then your energy balance stuff, which we talked about on day on, one. On day one, is gonna, is be gonna blow out. Really that's, blow out. that's exactly <laughs> right. So just to re reframe we, the, the five laws of a great diet, energy balance comes first, that's calories in versus calories out. If, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, it needs to be really considered. It's a, it's a little bit more uh, work to get right because the, the types of protein sources that you guys are consuming are, are generally higher in carbohydrate, which means that you consume a little bit more energy. I, I was veggie for a year and a half and found this so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't mean you can't do it, but you may need to actually see a nutritionist or something like that to give you a bit more guidance than what we can give. Uh, then the next one is that we want it, we talked heavily about reducing um, uh, chronic systemic inflammation and the, the, the best way to do so is just to remove processed foods, processed fats, carbohydrates and sugars uh, and alcohol as much as possible. And then yesterday we sort of um, bring it in for a bit of a landing with talking about how to cultivate a healthy gut microbiome and uh, also how to upregulate the healing pathways and the, and the other Two um, great things about that is that the, the same rule applies to all of these, which is to just focus on eating whole foods, remove processed foods. That's your first step. And that's going to tick all of these boxes generally. Now, today is where we we still want to encourage that. We still want you to eat whole foods, but there are going to be a lot of people who start to benefit from considering nutrition supplementation at this point, which is a good protein supplement. You can take a pea protein if you're vegan or vegetarian. Uh, actually, vegetarians can eat uh, whey protein as well. Uh, I want you guys to start thinking about protein supplementation like whey as a superfood. It is very, very good for you. It's not something that you should avoid uh, as long as it's a good quality um, uh, New Zealand or Australian whey protein. It's going to be a great source of protein for you. 
And now we're going to talk about how much you should Just be consuming. quickly, when choosing uh, the protein that you're getting, like from the guys in the who are actually in the gym, so you need Gym Tribe, like, yeah, there's we have stuff for sale here, and that that's a surefire way of, of getting the right stuff. But I remember when I was in Kananara, like in rural Western Australia, a couple of weeks, um, yeah, last month, and I was like, oh, I run out of protein, better get some, and went to Coles, like our regular supermarket here. And man, if you look at the ingredients list on some of those like body science ones or whatever, like there's just so much trash yep. in it. Like there's, yep, there's for one, just like insane amounts of sugar, like crazy amounts of sugar. And then also there are one, anyone that are like talking about, I don't know, muscle shred or like energy, something, something like they have just all these crazy like stimulants yeah. and, and weird stuff in there. So really just do try and go for the fewest ingredients as possible, finding just like whey protein plus maybe I'd, I'd even I'd even <laughs> go a step further, Phil, because we've just decided that we are price matching plus shipping anything that anybody right. finds online. So just get the one from us, and if you found it cheaper, tell us. As long as you're adding what the shipping cost would be, and we'll match that price. Because the the protein that we've already got is a really good one, but the one that I'm about to order today, f for, for coming from Brisbane, is is the best I've been able to find for. a good price yeah and anyone who's listening to the podcast or watching the replay on the ums movement mastermind group hit us up if you want to know a good protein source and we'll find out where you are in the world and we'll recommend what we would suggest because we're not going to ship what we've got here over yep. to you that'd just be silly uh and the carbon footprint would be as astronomical uh, in general for those of you watching around the world new zealand way is just far superior to anything else and the reason is because uh, in Australia and New Zealand we have different standards on what you can worm cattle with. You can't use really high lead um, uh, and, and uh, heavy metals in your in your worming mixtures and comp and 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 just the, the 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 cattle tend to get a lot more sunlight. They produce a lot more vitamin D. They're a lot healthier. Healthy tissues, healthy milk, and then healthy whey. Mm. Uh, they're not uh, cattle that are that are uh, raised and and fed crap uh, grain and things like that. And all that really does count towards producing a good end product. So you want so we've, so we've got four minutes left yep, to go let's through go. this. So, so I've just posted in the comments section the algorithm for calculating what your dietary protein needs are specific it's specific to your body weight in kilograms so you'll have to convert this to pounds if you're listening in america uh, it is how much uh, it is 0 0.4 uh, times your body weight in kilograms equals the per serving dosage of dietary protein in grams so um i weigh 86 kilos for me it's about 34 or 35 grams yeah okay. there you you'll, go you'll find that if you're so 86 kilos, I'm pretty sure that's about 180 pounds, 185, something like that. Um, so yeah, that's um, about it's about one, it's a little bit less than one and a half serves of the average protein powder. Most good quality protein powders will have about 24 or 25 grams of protein per 30 gram serve. So I usually have just under one and a half um, serves. And you're meant to have that every three hours. This is to maximize. Four to six times a day. Yeah, four, four to, to six, six times, times a, day. a day. So I go for five. I yeah. When I have mine, if I have my first serve of protein pretty much within half an hour of waking up, because remember for me, I'm trying to build muscle, so I'm not, this, this goes against fasting. So if anybody says, oh, how does this work with fasting? For this conversation, forget fasting. This is, you're not fasting, you're trying to build muscle because they are different things. Then 
Yeah, if I have mine first serve at like 5.30 a.m. and I have it every three hours, it means that I'll get five serves in by about 5 p.m. And just to be clear, that's not five serves of protein powder. Yeah, like that'll right. be including your, your regular exactly meals. So it's looking right. about yeah. making sure you're getting adequate protein in your, in your yep. regular meals yep. and then you're supplementing either side yep. with... And if you're not willing to do that, but you just want to be infinitely better than not doing this at all, just have one serve a day within 30 minutes of your training session. The anabolic window. Yeah, the anabolic yeah. window. So yeah. finish your training session within 30 minutes, one serve of protein powder a day, captures the anabolic window and has been shown to increase muscle protein synthesis yeah. by a considerable amount. I think up to, up to 60% increase in muscle protein yeah. synthesis. And just for the jargon um, clarification, so anabolic basically means putting on yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's the thing: that window, depending on how intense you train, and most of the guys in the uh, unit UMS program would be training would be classified as decent, like medium intensity training. Mm -hmm. That window reopens every two to three hours. But the catch is you cannot backload protein. The body tends to cap out once it hits that dosage that we've we've given you, the 0.4 times your body weight. And once it caps out on its muscle protein synthesis mechanism pathway, then the remainder of the protein that you've consumed just gets either used as energy and or you peed out through your through your wee. And it, it it's just a very expensive way to get your energy yeah. through protein. So you can't just get to the end of the day and then just start yeah. like eating scoops of it. But that's that's <laughs> exactly right. If you skip meals, then you can't make up for it later. And it doesn't work that way. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what you're going to find, guys, is that the, there's it's actually a lot less meat or a lot less food than you think to maximise your da uh, dosage of protein. Um, and the, the way it looks for us is, you know, Rad talked about the fact that he's taking in protein from the morning. I don't. My breakfast, my first meal of the day is 12 o'clock. So I try to consume protein at 12, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, then around about 6 o'clock at night. And, uh, and that's pretty much all I get. I don't get heaps of protein throughout the day because my goal at the moment is not to put on muscle mass. My goal is just to maintain what I've got and it is to uh, um, stay healthy. And I really enjoy uh, going at least 18 hours a day without any food because that helps to upregulate cellular healing pathways. And, and I'm very much uh, prioritizing that because I've punished my body a little bit in the past through all sorts of different mechanisms of stress. And, uh, and that's what I'm about. I'm and about if you want to hear more about that, listen to yesterday's podcast. Yeah, listen to yesterday's podcast. That's absolutely right, guys. Yeah. Well, so the last, thing, now, yeah. Yeah, the last thing we want to finish on is we want, you to, we want to urge you to build your meal plans for the day around that protein intake. That is the first thing you calculate. That's the first thing you put on your plate. And then the rest of the goal, the remainder of the goal is to think and consider the other uh, discussions that we've had this week, which is whole foods, eliminate processed foods and balance your energy intake. And if you need to know sort of, you know, how to calculate calories, uh, we, we like to use the Calorie King website. Just punch in calorieking.com if you're in America or anywhere else in the world or calorieking.com.au for the Australian viewers, listeners, and the guys in our tribe here at Unity Gym. You can punch in any food source and 
and it will come up with the macronutrient split and the and and the amount of calories in that food. We just do a per uh, 100 gram uh, measurement and you can choose how you want to measure it and stuff like that and it is a really really great exercise to do for a little while just to get an idea of what you're consuming we don't suggest you count calories for the rest of your life but uh, you, you you may have to do it at some point if body composition is a goal of yours yep cool learn to eyeball it <laughs> yeah that's exactly right you will learn to eyeball it over time just get your protein right first that's the first step and eliminate processed and refined foods and minimize alcohol consumption that is the three takeaways from this week We'll see you all next week. And for everyone in the gym, well done completing your first week of training if you're in the 28-day uh, intensive. And well done to everyone else for completing your second week of training uh, for the new year, 2021. Let's make it a big one. You. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.